Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to episode number 14. Today I'm talking to you about when life doesn't go to plan. And I'm guessing that no one listening planned for this year to be the way that it has been. Looking back, as 2019 became 2020, I set about being very intentional about how to make this year great. It started with me booking two holidays abroad, a family holiday in Greece with my parents and a fantastic cruise from North America down to South America that I thought I got an amazing deal on and was really looking forward to. And given that I had pledged to spend more quality time with the people that mattered to me in 2020, in January, I had a quick 24-hour getaway with my husband. Okay, so that part about more quality time with people that matter has been fulfilled this year, just not in the way that I imagined. Anyway, I can clearly remember those 24 hours away and excitedly chatting to my husband about the cruise we had just booked and all the exciting plans we had for this year. I can also remember not long after that reading about the coronavirus outbreak in China with interest. I was curious from a scientific perspective as much as anything, as I had studied viruses as a part of my biology degree. And I had thoughts that this was something that was going to affect us. And so I went out and bought four mini bottles of hand sanitizer. And I'm laughing to myself looking back on this. I can remember my teenage kids coming into the kitchen and seeing them on the side and asking me what they were for. And then my husband and them mocking me and calling me neurotic and dramatic. And the more I read, the more who briefings and research I looked at, the more steps I took to get prepared. And the more my family teased me, not that it bothered me or mattered. I felt a bit like a mother hen feathering her nest and getting ready to take care of her family. And doing something, thinking that I was taking control, felt good. It wasn't coming from a place of anxiousness or panic buying or anything like that. It was coming from a place of being intentional. And by doing that, I was creating a sense of security. And whilst it may have been a false sense of security, it didn't matter because right there, right then, I felt like I was prepared for what may be coming our way and I was well set up to take care of everyone in my family. And then on the 11th of March, my husband had a stroke. I hadn't prepared for that, had I? Just a little curveball to keep us on our toes. So I'm telling you about these things that occurred because before we knew what was coming this year, I noticed that we tell ourselves that everything is different right now because we don't know what's going to happen and we're struggling to make sense of that. But the truth is, We never knew what was going to happen in our life. We never have done. We just chose to think that we did. And we can still choose to think that we know what's going to happen if we want to. We still get to choose and think and believe whatever we want. I was just reading this morning that social indicators tracking the state of mind of the public show that people's outlook has declined over recent weeks and that their general attitude and way of thinking about things is at an all-time low since they started compiling the research in March. The survey from the National Statistics Office reported that people were stating reasons, including being unable to make plans. 
And part of the reason for that is because when we make plans, we arrange to do things to create joy and excitement and connection with others and other positive emotion in our life. Remember, everything we do is because of how we think doing it will feel and we make plans to do things that we think will feel good. And when we tell ourselves we can't make plans, we feel uncomfortable, frustrated, lonely, disappointed, bored, fed up, all sorts of negative emotions. And because we're not good at feeling these emotions, we do things to avoid them, avoid the emotions at it, such as eat more, drink more, online shop more, watch TV more, or scroll on our phone more. We do things that enable us to escape those feelings in the moment, to feel temporarily better, by stepping off the roller coaster of our lives. And that's fine until we do those things to the extent of creating more unhappiness and misery, because maybe the overdrinking and eating is making us feel terrible, or we're suffering health consequences, or if we're overspending, where we now have a huge credit card debt. We then feel so bad that those activities are no longer helping us by providing relief from negative emotion. We're no longer helping ourselves and in fact making things worse and creating more challenges for ourselves. And this is what I call buffering. So buffering is when we use external things to change how we feel emotionally. It's something we do to keep us from fully experiencing our lives, to hide from reality, to procrastinate, to not show up and face the music. We don't want to face the truth of our lives when we don't want to experience any type of negative emotion. Research commissioned by Alcohol Change UK found that 8.6 million UK adults were drinking more frequently in lockdown. And according to latest research from the COVID symptoms study app, almost a third, 29% of people surveyed have gained weight since March 2020. So today I want to explore ways to help us feel better when life doesn't go to plan. I want to give you some alternative strategies for when you feel distracted by how uncertain your future is so that you don't listen to your primal brain and buffer with overeating and overdrinking, over online shopping, nor watching TV all day or spending too much time on social media that it's to your detriment. And I'm going to explore three areas with you. Number one is to focus on what you can control. Number two, how you can use this time, and by that I mean the challenges we're collectively facing right now due to COVID, how you can use this time specifically as an opportunity for emotional self-development. And the third point, number three, I want to illustrate the power of intentional thinking. Okay, so the first way to help yourself feel better when you're thinking that life isn't going to plan is to focus on what you can control. And when I think of focusing on what I can control, I am reminded of the serenity prayer that goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so, of course, the thing over which you have most control of is you. It's yourself. You get to choose how you eat, how you move, how you think, how you feel. You get to choose what you say and what you do. You get to choose 100% how you show up for you and for those around you who matter to you. And the benefits of you focusing on what you can control by taking care of you are everything. It's not just going to be massively helpful to your physical health if you're taking care of you, but your emotional well-being too. When you take care of you, not only do you feel better physically, you also experience happiness and joy and freedom and confidence 
and all of the other positive emotions that so many of us spend our lives chasing. Think of all the people we see who don't focus inwards to create what they want in life. How many famous people who have incredible riches and life experiences are also incredibly unhappy? You can create so much of what you want in life by focusing on taking care of yourself and being intentional about how you show up day to day. And I choose to believe there has never been a better time nor a more important time to do that than right now. And if taking care of you is something you struggle with, that's okay. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. In fact, it's the opposite. It means that you're a normal human that can find self-care difficult because your primal brain is always mistakenly thinking the answers lay elsewhere. Your primal brain is always seeking false pleasures and instant gratification. And the answer lies in learning to understand yourself a little better. Learning to understand how you think is optional and your choice, and that what you think determines how you feel. Feel determines what action you take, and what you do or don't do creates the results you have in your life. So if you find yourself getting drawn into social posts, news articles or friends conversations that leave you feeling sad, worried or depleted, make a conscious choice to step away from those things and do something for you instead. Ask yourself, what can you do for you today that your future self will thank you for? It could be something as simple as getting an early night, taking steps to drink extra water and stay hydrated, taking the time to make a delicious tray of roast vegetables to have with some fish for dinner, or taking a good walk in the countryside, no matter what the weather. Incorporate the question of asking yourself what you can do for you today that your future self will thank you for daily, and you will feel more in control and reap the emotional and physical well-being benefits too. Okay, so number two, what do I mean when I talk about using this time as an opportunity for emotional self-development. The disruption this year has caused to our usual way of being is an opportunity for us to be far more aware of our emotions. I think that disappointment is a feeling that many of us will resonate with feeling this year. So let's take disappointment as an example. Disappointment is an emotion or a feeling. And by the way, I use the words emotion and feeling to mean the same thing. So disappointment is, like all other feelings, it's a one-word description of a vibration in our body. And to me, disappointment feels heavy. It feels like a solid vibration in my chest that is thick and heavy. It also vibrates as a tightness in my throat, maybe a little shallowness of breath. And when it's at its most intense, I can notice that slight tightness behind my eyes, not quite as stinging, but it feels ever so slightly like I could cry. Disappointment, like all emotions, is created by my thinking. And what I've noticed this year is that disappointment features more prominently when I'm thinking thoughts about my child's plans being cancelled than my own. I have thoughts about them missing out on critical teenage years that they will never have the opportunity to recapture. In fact, the day this episode will be released is my son's 18th birthday, and I'm already feeling disappointment in the fact that it won't be the special celebration I envisaged for him when I was making my plans for this year back in January. And I also know that I get to control how much disappointment I experience because it's not created by the circumstances in which I find myself, but in my thoughts about it. Because I could choose to believe that the small family meal we will have together 
is the most perfect celebration if I want to. Or I get to choose disappointment and feel it and know that's okay too. So when I talk about emotional self-development, I'm talking about things like, and I've got five things here that I thought of. I'm gonna letter them A to E. Okay, so A is increasing your awareness of your feelings. So be aware of how you're feeling, name it and feel it. By describing how the feeling vibrates in your body, this is important because when you are comfortable feeling your emotions and not pushing them away and resisting them, you eliminate the need to overdrink, overeat, overspend, all of those buffering activities. Okay, so the second one, B, is to understand that your feelings come from your thinking. It's not the events occurring that create your feelings, but your thoughts about them. C is knowing that you can change how you think about things. Whilst much of our thinking is habitual and feels as though it just is, that's not true. You can totally choose how you think about things and change your mindset when you know how. More about this in a moment. D is seeing that when you argue with reality, when you think things shouldn't be happening the way that they are, you suffer more. Ask yourself, where in your life are you arguing with reality? Where in your life are you wishing things, factual circumstances were different? Maybe it's the latest lockdown rules in your region. Maybe it's cancelled plans. Whatever it is, if you're spending time wishing things were different, then you're not using your time or energy to be planning how to make the best of the situation in which you find yourself. And so then E, the last one, is learning when to feel and when to think differently. So the first point I made, which was allowing yourself to feel your negative emotions, and then the point I made just before this one, where I talked about how thinking differently is an option so you don't feel negative emotions, um, how they're parts of emotional self-development, they may appear to contradict one another. And they're both really useful and valuable strategies. And so this last point I'm making here is to figure out which emotional and mindset strategy will be the most useful to you at a particular time. And I'll talk more about this in a future episode. Okay. But for now, let me address the third area that I wanted to talk about, and that is the power of intentional thinking. I have thoughts about it being easy to feel discouraged right now because we tell ourselves we don't know what the future holds. We don't know how many people we can invite for Christmas. We don't know where we will be able to go on holiday next year. We don't know how we will be impacted by the economic uncertainties the country is facing. And I know that when I allow my brain to focus on what it doesn't know, I feel stuck and heavy and mildly frustrated and I don't make plans. And of course, the less plans I make, the less likely life is to go to plan. So I can choose to be intentional about how I think about it instead. And I can choose to engage my higher human brain and put it on executive thinking mode and focus on what I want to believe, focus on what to, I do know and make a plan from that position instead. And it can be useful to make plans for your personal life in the same way that a business owner puts plans together for their business. When you're in business, you're always aware, and we always have been aware of uncertainties, factors affecting the business, risks from competition, risks from other environmental factors. The basic premise of a marketing plan is to be aware of the external and internal risk factors and to make the best plan keeping those in mind and to have a risk register and scenario plans so that you think about um, alternative strategies to adopt if market conditions change. And you would have plans for best case, mid case and worst case scenarios. 
The uncertainties in business are all just a part of the process and we can choose to make them just a part of our life planning process too. We get to have our first choice plan, whether it's for Christmas or our holiday next year, and we get to create a backup plan. My son is going through the university application process at the moment and he's been advised to apply for an aspirational course, a well-matched course and a backup course based on his predicted grades. When we look for ways in which we live our life based on uncertainty, they are everywhere. That's just a normal part of the process of applying for university. Another part of adopting a habit of intentional thinking is to ask yourself empowering questions. Two of my favourites to ask myself are, who do I want to be in this situation and how is this for me? And I encourage you to try these. For the first one, who do I want to be in this situation? Answer this by thinking how maybe someone you admire would act in the situation you find yourself or by thinking what you would show up, how you would be showing up in a way that you felt proud. What would that look like? Don't just think about what you want to do or not to do. Look for the intentional thoughts and feelings fueling what you will be doing or not doing too. I embrace this tactic when I notice myself feeling overwhelmed and thinking thoughts like everything's falling apart. This is usually when I feel conflicted or I'm thinking negative thoughts about multiple demands on my time or the house being mess or letting people down. Nothing's really falling apart. It's just my primal brain being a little bit dramatic. But anyway, when I allow myself to stop, breathe, grab a pen and paper, quiet my mind and write about what I would do or how I would handle the day if I knew I was 100% capable and confident and believed it would be okay, then everything changes. It's amazing how when you redirect your thinking to come from your higher human brain, it's so much easier to find solutions and immediately feel better. And my hack, if you like, is when I can't do that for myself is to think about what someone else would do in that scenario. OK, and the second one is to ask yourself, how is this for me? This question directs your brain to look for the positives of a circumstance and assumes it will find some, no matter how dire your primal brain wants to believe things are. For example, this could be something as simple as having plans cancelled and choosing to remember that it will save you money or that you can use the time for some self-care or to do something special with another family member instead. Or it could be that you've had a medical diagnosis and whilst it was upsetting and scary, it gave you an opportunity to remind yourself to prioritise your health above everything in your life. And you made some fundamental changes that eventually enabled you to be healthier than ever. And so, yes, we are all very aware that life isn't going to plan right now. But just because the future is unknown doesn't mean we shouldn't think about it. It doesn't mean we don't want to make plans for the future. It doesn't mean that we should stop thinking about what we want and work to create what we want in the future. Okay, so to recap, focus on what you can control, use these times as an opportunity for emotional growth, and learn the power of your mind to be intentional, to think strategically. Okay, so this is what I have for you today, everyone. Have an amazing week and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership programme, My One Life Academy, 
that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.